Welcome to the Moving Forward podcast. This is your anchoring host, Rio, and we have Fred Ramey back on for, I think it's your third time on the podcast. Is that right, Fred? Correct. Uh, most of you guys probably know Fred as the famous trucker who uh, was a Donald Trump supporter. And then Andrew Yang went for a ride in his truck with him for several hours and they videotaped the conversation and released an edited portion of it. And that, and since then he's been hardcore Yang gang. He founded truckers for Yang and he drives in a big rig around with, with Yang 2020 on the side of it. Say hi, Fred. Hey, how's it going folks? Thanks for having me on uh, again. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, the reason I wanted to have you back on is because it's almost time to vote, or for many of us, we've already voted. I live in California, and I cast my ballot a couple days ago. Um, and I have not been having a lot of Trump supporters on, but I, I did want to have a conversation before the election is over with somebody who was on the fence about voting for Biden, um, even though, as you you said publicly, you've soured on Trump. So why don't we start with that? Just uh uh, tell us uh, where you are politically and why you're feeling that way. I was going to vote for Biden. And I really, I, I kind of did a list of like what happens when I, you know, when I want to make a decision, I kind of go back to reasons to do it, reasons not to do it. Right. Kind of the old Ben, Ben Franklin uh, clothes, you know, from mm-hmm. the sales dance. And uh, my, my reasons to vote for Biden came down to Andrew told me so me and Tom Linger friends. He told me so, right. Uh, it's, you mean Tom from uh, nerds for humanity? Yeah. Nerds for Yang or nerds for humanity. Uh, it's, it's the right, it's, it's the, uh, kind of the kind and considerate thing to do. If you're Yang gang, right. You don't, you don't want to, rock the boat, uh, and be uncool. And, uh, I, Oh, I just want my country back because the left wing mob, both on Twitter and the, the left wing mob that wants to burn cities to the ground. Uh, I want that, that to subside. And then, those weren't Are we reasons. still listing reasons to vote for Biden? Yeah, those were my reasons. Right? Well, that last one is quite a big deal, I would think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but basically what I, basically what I'm doing is I'm rewarding bad behavior. Are you though? Because I don't I don't think that I don't think the left is going to stop rioting because Biden gets elected because Biden is some kind of hardcore lefty. I think they're going to stop rioting when Biden gets elected because Donald Trump won't be intentionally term- turning Americans against one another as, as this like weapon of our foreign adversaries who want America to tear itself apart. Well, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, well, first of all, I don't subscribe to the theory that uh, one person is making other people turn against each other. I believe in personal responsibility, and I believe if you turn against somebody else, uh, whether you turn the gun on yourself or on somebody else, you and you alone are responsible for that behavior. That's what I believe. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with that, but I I also think that then the you, president then you don't, has a then lot you don't of agree with your people. 
What was your list for uh, for supporting Trump? What what were those reasons? Uh, my list for supporting Trump was uh, once I decided I wasn't going to vote for Biden, then it had to be Trump, right? And then you know I talked to this guy that I I that I talked to on Twitter. Uh, you know, we had a, an actual real conversation other than, you know, people calling each other POSs and racist and this and that, right? Like this guy actually, me and him had a, a real conversation. And in my head, because I wasn't voting for Biden, that means I, I have to vote for Trump, right? Um, and I am not there anymore. Does that make sense? Uh, I'm not sure I know what you mean. So, so you're, you're no longer saying you do have to vote for Trump. You're just saying you're not going to vote for Biden. Correct. All right. That kind of makes sense because. Or, you, or you I'm undecided. Like, I still might vote for Biden if, uh, but, uh, you know, like to be quiet and I, like I, anybody that knows me has heard me or talked to me in person or knows anything about me saying, see me on Facebook, Twitter, whatever knows that I'm just like, I, you get what you get. I am who I am. Right. And you're going to get how I feel. And you're never going to have the, an idea of like where I'm at or how I'm feeling. Um, I will say this much, uh, my thought process, I'm not saying my thought process is the best now. Right. Um, I don't sleep a lot. I'm, I'm very angry. Uh, and my mental status is not what it once was. Like, I can't, like, I, I, I get totally obsessed over this process of the election. And my obsession really centers around the fact that I, I like, if I see a problem, I like to apply a solution to a problem. And I don't see a solution in either candidate. Well, neither of them are supporting UBI. That's true. Um, but one of them was endorsed by the UBI guy. Uh, and have, I mean, you've, you've, you've hung out with Andrew. You know he's a straight shooter. Do you think he would be telling us to vote for Biden if he didn't think that was the, in the best interest of his movement to pass UBI? Uh, well, he... Uh, I don't think it is in the best interest and I can go, we can go into that much later, but, right, but I just mean like, don't, do you think that Andrew would be telling us to do it if he didn't think that? Oh, uh, well, Andrew, Andrew just wants Trump out of office, right? Andrew just wants Trump out of office, but I didn't sign up to get Trump out of office. I signed up to get Yang into office. That's what I signed up for. Well, that's true, but I mean, there's and there's so, more there's more than one office than the presidency, right? There's, well, well, if he's in a Biden I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned that because when Biden, when it was clear Biden was going to win, then all of a sudden I I was somehow duped into thinking, and uh, I, somehow I was duped into uh, by a uh, the mob of every other supporter that now. I'm supposed to sign up for him being a, a VP. And then when Biden says, oh, well, I'm going to I'm going to hire a woman for VP. Now, now my standard is so incredibly low 
that it's going to be the secretary of whatever, right? We're going to actually, we don't even have a position available right now. We have to create a position available called the secretary of technology, which we had 25 years ago, whatever, right? And I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's not going to move the needle there, right? But uh, I don't think he's going to move the needle near as bad or near, near as well as him coming back in 2024 and a Biden presidency is bad for what I, uh, what I, what I, in my view, a Biden presidency is bad for the first and second amendment. I mean, he touts every day, every time he talks, I'm the only person that took on the, uh, the NRA twice in one, right? Says it every time, every time he opens his mouth, right? Number two, well, that's true, but taking on the NRA is not equivalent to opposing the Second Amendment. I mean, the NRA at this point is a pretty radical organization. Yeah, but he's saying he's saying that as a Democrat, uh, as a Democrat talking point to speak to Democrats who want, uh, who want certain har- hardware off the streets, and. I That's believe, true, but do you really? I mean, do you, do you really think that Biden is going to, you know, ban guns? Well, I, I think, I think, uh, I think uh, a uh, taking AK forty sevens and AR fifteens and P nineties and what have you off the streets is uh, not a it is. First of all, it's going to be unsafe. Well, the reason I say it's going to be unsafe is it's going to cause more harm than good. And what I mean it by that is I know for a fact there are people that have these guns that are not going to part with them. And if you ask them to part with them, uh, they are going to uh, cause more pain and suffering than letting them keep them. OK, number two. I also believe so we're talking about we're talking about criminals here. I mean, these are the equivalent of the rioters. Oh, no, no, no. These are these are not criminals. These are people who are but every- if the government comes to you and you shoot the government, <laughs> you know you shoot you shoot somebody from the government, you shoot the police. Um, that's kind of an act of criminality, isn't it? Yeah, but just because, just, so are so are you saying when the police were enforcing slavery that because it was legal, it was just? No, that's not what I'm saying, but I, I'm saying that like a lot of the rioters think that they're protesting something that's unjust, too. I mean, we have a term for people who use violence for political ends. It's called terrorism. The, within within democracy, the way to get your political ends is to vote, not to use terrorism. Yeah, and so and I'm glad you bring that point up because, because uh, democracy is the way to vote. I don't want to vote for someone who... Uh, and it's not only Joe Biden. It's actually more of Harris than it is Joe Biden, because Joe Biden, I don't like I, I don't like his Second Amendment uh, stance, but it's a lot better than Harris, because Joe Biden actually said, well, no, we're, we're going to actually do the rule of law and whatever the people want. Right. Harris has actually laughed in front of him and said, can't, isn't that something that we can just executive order? Right. So, uh, 
And on top of that, if you take the Second Amendment out of the equation, a a Harris VP means a strong case for the first woman president that Democrats would love to have in 2024, which weakens the case for Andrew Yang in 2024. Yeah, let, let me let's let's focus on this this idea of what's the best way to get Yang elected because I'd like to try to persuade you that some of the things that you and other other people advocating Trump 2020 Yang 2024 are doing are actually going to essentially guarantee that Yang will never be president. Okay. Uh, basically basically it goes something like this. For Yang to be president, he first has to win a democratic primary, right? Yeah. Um so think, imagine how most Democratic voters, you know, you need 90% of your votes in a Democratic primary are going to come from mainstream Democrats. Um, most Democratic voters are not going to respond well to people wearing the blue hat on Twitter and saying Trump 2020, Yang 2024, and explicitly connecting their goal of getting Yang elected in 2024 with intentionally reelecting Donald Trump. If you have even just a couple dozen people on Twitter doing that, the establishment is going to blow that up so big. Yang people helped reelect Donald Trump. There's no way he's going to win a primary for the well, rest of his life. First first of all, the the amount of those people is so minute that the uh, I don't think the mainstream media is going to gravitate to that. Okay, number two. Well, if he becomes a viable, if he becomes a viable candidate in the primary, they absolutely would. They would dig it up. Uh, number 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 two. Uh, I don't think that uh, the amount of Yang people that are going to go and vote for Trump is enough to sway the Trump uh, election. No, it might not. But like I'm saying, even if he doesn't and then, get reelected, and then even if he doesn't get, well, that's the other thing too. It's like, do you really think that Trump's going to get reelected? It seems to me like right now, the odds are 90% that Biden's going to be elected. So 90, what 90, we should be asking ourselves. The odds were 96% that Hillary was going to get elected. So I don't, I don't. No, no, they weren't. They were more like 80%. And with 80%, there's a one in five chance of it happening. And the Comey thing at the last second definitely switched things up a bit. Uh, but like the the numbers, I mean, Hillary Clinton is doing. I'm sorry, Joe Biden is doing significantly better in swing states and even red states um, than Clinton did. Uh, Trump is in serious trouble. He's the incumbent now, so he can't be running against the establishment. He is the establishment. He is the swamp. Um, people are really scared because of the fact that, frankly, under his leadership, this country has turned into a dystopian third world nightmare. That in my entire lifetime i've never been I, so unhappy I, I would with be the foolish quo in the united states I, I would i would be foolish and one of the things i hate is to talk or debate with some with people who will not concede anything just for the sake of like being right and i'm not going to concede to said person because you know i want to win the argument so to speak so sure. i would be foolish not and I can't stand talking to people like that, not to concede to you. Neither can I. 
Yeah, I would be foolish not to concede to you that this country is a total crap shack under Donald Trump. That, there, yeah, there's because, no- it's really funny, though, because Trump is doing it. Trump's denying it. He's saying everything's never been better, you know, <laughs> and, and every single American who hears him saying that knows it's full of he's full of shit. Oh, you mean like the best is yet to come and this, that and the third? I mean, he's literally saying things like, I've already fixed health care. It's cheaper and better than ever. Meanwhile, people can't get the treatment that they need for a fatal pandemic. Yeah, yeah, that I understand. Now, in ter- and, and, and that's a great example in terms of like, there's two things that I care about. And I'm very single. I'm, I'm very singular in my, uh, my approach to those two things, even though they're two things and how, how can two things be singular? But um, they are universal basic income and ranked choice voting. Now, obviously, I'm not going to get either of those under Trump, other than the fact that if like the re- if Trump thought that the Republicans wanted that or that would win him the election, he would do it in a heartbeat. Like Trump is willing to whore himself out. Um, I don't know if I'm willing to if I'm can say that on your podcast. I apologize. Oh, you I definitely can't. can. Okay. That's fine. So he's we're, willing- we're, we're marked as mature on Apple. <laughs> okay. Their standards, their standards for being mature are so low that you kind of have to be in order to be on that platform. Okay. So yeah, he's willing to whore himself out in any, in all manner of goodness, greatness, debauchery, evil, uh, just whatever. Like that's his thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I I guess what I'm saying is I think odds are, you know, that Biden is going to be is going to be elected. Um, And Trump is the most unpopular incumbent in my lifetime. He's he's much less popular than he was last time around. And Joe Biden is much more popular than Hillary Clinton was Uh, deservedly. So I think. Um, but I, so I, I, I guess what, I guess what I would just say is like, given the fact that Biden is probably going to win. So let, 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 I'll just go, I'll concede, you know, like, let's say, cause you just conceded to me. So I'll concede to you in a way, what you're saying kind of makes sense, right? Like if it's, if it's Biden this time, then the odds that Yang gets to run in a democratic primary are lower in 2024 because, you know, Biden might decide to do a second term. They might decide to just nominate Harris. I, 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 I can see that point, right? But here's my, my argument for you then, just based on the goal of, uh, of, of, of seeing Yang um, not just be president, but to pass UBI one way or another. Um, so like worst case scenario, if Trump does get reelected, then fine, right? Yang runs in 2024. However, the most likely outcome is Biden gets reelected, Biden gets elected. And if that's the case, then... I think that you're only hurting Yang's chances of winning the primary next time around by associating him with uh, the the pro-Trump movement, especially considering how incredibly hated he is by so many Americans, especially Democratic voters, who are the ones you need to vote for him in the Democratic primary. Uh, I think I think you're you're reaching. I think you're reaching. I don't know. How many Democrats do you know, Fred? Because I'm telling you, like, I'm not exaggerating. They absolutely hate Donald Trump, like with a burning passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, uh, like people didn't go back to Bernie this time, not because 
10% of Bernie people said an F you and voted for Trump. People didn't go back to Bernie because there was three other progressives to choose from in, in his lane. So he lost a lot of support to Yang, a lot of support to, uh, so, because it was a similar, I'm giving you a similar situation that happened to a similar candidate. You know, I actually think that you're uh, seeing that slightly wrong. I mean, I certainly agree with you that having a wider field was an issue, right? But there were there were also lots of conservative establishment uh, blue dog dim options in the field as well. What ended up happening was yeah, that, was, uh, was Sanders was running Sanders was running away with the primary up up until South Carolina. And then what happened was Biden convinced all of the moderates to drop out and endorse him in order to stop Sanders. That no, like, no, I, no, I myself, DNC. I myself cast a vote for Joe Biden in in, in the primary because it, Yang too. was already, yeah, because Yang was already out of the race, right? I did too. So I cast a vote for. Okay, let me finish. So I cast a vote for Biden, and that was purely an anti-Sanders vote. And I guarantee you, it was for a lot of people. It's not because that I was, was super enthusiastic about Biden. That was okay. So, like for example, like I, I'll readily admit, my lady's going to fill out my my ticket and send it in because I'm going to be out on the road. Right. Mm -hmm. But during, during the, I don't, I have no way to actually persuade her to, to vote in to, cause there's only two ways to vote to her. Right. But, uh, now matter of fact, she told me if I wanted to vote for Trump, I literally have to come home, fill it out myself and send it in. My right? wife said she would divorce me if I voted for him. <laughs> And right. she was dead serious. And we are we are very happily married. Like we don't even fight. Like pe we people envy our marriage. And she yeah, seriously would divorce divorce me over it. Yeah, same here. My lady's not my lady's not like that. But um, and she's not that passionate about politics. She actually is like, yeah, um, you know, getting getting. Yeah, my, my wife's not some crazy far lefty either. She's she's much. She's pretty centrist. Yeah, my, my lady is pretty centrist. She, she thinks she's a Democrat, but almost everything that comes out of her mouth is Republican, and she's pro-Second Amendment. So I don't understand sometimes, but that's neither here nor there. Back to, I was able I was able to sway her, to, and I was telling her, I was like, look, we can't really vote for Yang because Yang's already dropped out, and the last thing I want is Bernie. So let's just vote for Biden. Yeah, that's smart. That's good. It, that's I, I guess what I'm saying. So I, I see your I see your point, Fred. You're you're saying is it really going to hurt Yang all that much? And I guess like if you don't buy not, that argument, then I don't I'm not buy that argument you. because there's not very many people on Twitter, right? There's mm -hmm. not a ton of people on Twitter. Number one, number two, uh, I like give me other than Hillary Clinton, who was. Uh, who has long since been entrenched in politics. Uh, give me a secretary of whatever the heck that in the last 20 years that has won the Democratic nomination. Yeah, no, that's a that's a totally valid point. I mean, historically, but give me a VP. But give me a VP. I can I can tell you VPs that won the nomination and that got propped up. Cause we all, we all know that once the DNC decides 
who they're going to prop up. They're going to prop that person up until either Tulsi Gabbard takes them out. Hence, they did that for uh, Harris. Once Tulsi Gabbard took Harris out, now we're going to prop up uh, Joe Biden. See, I believe that it wasn't Joe Biden that called everybody and said, hey, we got to keep Bernie from go. I believe it was the DNC that did that. Well, I mean, it's they're one in the same. Okay. I, I, touche. We got there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, but I mean, to be, to be clear, I'm actually glad they did that. I mean, as, as a conservative right winger, the last thing I wanted was to be forced to choose between a neo-Nazi and a communist. Okay. You know what I mean? And so like, I, so here's the way I look at it. I don't think that voting for Biden is going to be giving the far left anything. I mean, look at, they, they, they hate Biden. They even hate Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris is an evil, you know, uh, she was a, a prosecutor. She put innocent people in jail. She's a sellout corporate shill capitalist. I mean, the far left absolutely hates Joe Biden. You're not going to be giving, they, they wanted Sanders. Right. And so I, the way I look at it, voting for Biden, I get to give a finger to the alt-right and the far left at the same time. And I'm going to be honest, it felt pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It felt pretty good for me too. Right. Uh, but, um, initially, initially when I was like, okay, I'm not going to vote for Biden, then I have to vote for Trump saying that, Hey, I'm considering voting for Trump and then having all these people like freak out. Right. Um, my initial response was like, okay, let's, you know, like, you know, how I am, I I'm initially like, okay, if we're gonna, if we're gonna do something, let's do it big. Let's really stir the hornet's nest here and let's, let's rattle the natives, so to speak. That being the gang gang, of course. Um, the automation, ADA, uh, the automation, the data, AI, Internet of Things, when they and 5G, when they all connect, and this is something I study constantly now, when all these things connect, uh, which will happen very soon here, like in the next two years, when all these things connect, politics will start to be less and less of an issue. What do you mean by that? Well, because the the the, ADA, the the data ai internet of things and 5g will have control over our political process in our heads and like the information we're we're able to absorb and the job opportunities we're able to have because many people are going to start getting uh they're they're going to start getting laid off because they're there's no so lead. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be better to have a, a really smart guy like Andrew Yang as the secretary of technology then so that we can start to prepare for that rather than just, you know, cause like what, what I, cause like the, the whole accelerationist thing, that's something that the far left likes. You know, I, I've, I spent a lot of time talking to those guys and they also want Trump to get reelected because they think that Trump is going to usher in the destruction of, of the United States, frankly. Uh, and they and they welcome it because they think they're going to miraculously build this communist utopia on the ashes. I don't think that's going to happen. I think what's going to happen is he'll turn us into a banana republic like Russia, where we can vote, but our votes don't really count. 
and then they'll probably, and then at that point, Trump will be coming for your guns, man. Because the only thing stopping him from doing it now is the fact that he's worried about losing votes. When, when we don't have a real democracy anymore, your taxes are going to be 90% and you won't have any guns. And if you have a problem with that, you're going to get run over by tanks. <laughs> yeah, you're not... <laughs> Uh, you're starting to I'm just, sound I'm like, just saying what I mean, like, I'm just saying like, this is what, this is what happens when democracies fail. We've seen it happen dozens of times around the world, including in Russia and, and Trump, like he freaking loves Vladimir Putin. They're, they're like, they're, they're practically fuck buddies. Yeah, I, I do understand that he, he, uh, I do understand that he, uh, has a strange relationship with the dictators of the world. Very strange. And I get that, right? In terms of, do I believe that another four years of Trump is gonna is gonna mean, uh, you know, tanks and taking Americans' guns? No, I don't believe that at all whatsoever. And well, I don't really. You seem to think that's gonna happen with Biden, really? I mean, which who is the one who's showing the authoritarian tendencies between these two guys? The 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 normal moderate centrist Joe Biden. I will. I will. I will concede. I will concede to you that. Uh, Biden has said, right, which Harris laughed off and said, well, can't we, can't we just do an executive order? Right. Um, Biden said, no, we're going to do what the American people like want in terms of guns. Right. Like I, I will totally 100% concede that. Right. But to me, a Biden presidency means the following year, a great means a the chances of a Harris nomination the following uh, year is almost imminent. Well, it's more like I think a, a former vice president wins like what, maybe 20 percent of the time. It's not like it's that often. Give me a time. Give me a time in recent history that a VP ran for the Democratic nomination and didn't get it. Go ahead. I'll wait. I can't think of, I mean, well, the Biden got it. Biden got it. That's Biden, true. Right? Biden got but, it. You know, I, mean, I think you're thinking about it the wrong way, though. It's more like, you know, keep in mind, keep in mind, Democrats, Democrats care about people having political experience, like it or not. And one of the biggest things Yang had going against him last time around was that he didn't have any political experience. If he is made the secretary of technology, that counts as political experience. It does. It does. His odds, that increases his odds of getting elected. If, if he, if he, if he runs again in 2024 without any political experience again, he has no prayer. If you show, if I don't believe that for a second, cause Trump is going to, Trump won on no political experience. Yeah, but that's a very different party. That's the small government Republican Party that cares about things like business experience. We're talking about the Democrats here. I, they well, want I, political I just think, experience. I just think his message is going to land, especially four years from now, when I think is four years from now, his message is going to land even more if he doesn't have to, A, fight off Kamala, right? If he's a Democrat. Or it'll land even wor even harder if Trump won and he can say, okay, Americans, not vote they didn't vote for Trump once. 
They voted for Trump twice, right? And there's a straight line up from the adoption of industrial robots to to, to Trump, right? So I think his message. Yeah, but I think you're I think you're underestimating how much disdain the establishment of the Democratic Party has for the working class in this country. Oh no, I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not up uh, underestimating the disdain that they have for the working class at all. As a matter of fact, so how much more disdain do you think they're going to have when they have have elected Trump twice? You think they're going to care about those people at all? I mean, it it seems to me that rather than giving them UBI, they're more likely to say, "Hey, you're the dog that's biting the hand that feeds you. We're going to cut off everything: your Social Security, your Medicare, See, because your your life is a is a is a is a threat to the stability of this civilization." And Frankly, that's true. I mean, they're yeah. just right about that. People who are voting for Trump are actively destroying America. Uh, well, I, I I tend to think of it more along the lines, and I'm having a hard time capturing that thought I was thinking about, but I, I, I tend to think about it more along the lines that the Democrat Party, yeah, I've got it now, the Democrat Party, if Trump wins twice, they're going to actually have to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, Propping up our candidates that we already have picked, handpicked, has got us beat not once but twice. And not only did it get, a be- get us beat not once but twice, but if you took Hillary's, if you took Hillary's uh, resume, not her, uh, her unlikability her trust factor none of those things but you took what she's done she was probably one of the most qualified democrats to ever run ever in the history of running for president and she lost and then biden could say the same thing his resume is impeccable in terms of uh you know 47 years in office was the VP, was the VP to one of the, uh, you know, the darling of the DNC, which is Obama. It goes on and on and on, right? And they lost. So maybe they would come back and say, okay, maybe we need to bring somebody who's a little bit more progressive, but not as crazy as Bernie and a middle ground why would they why would they consider why would they even think about moving toward being progressive when the country clearly is 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 absolutely radically opposed to progress i mean they just elected trump twice right if anything they're going to go for a more right-wing democrat i would think after that well to your point uh, Andrew, people on the right love. We're on the we're on the podcast because we're on the right, and we love Andrew Yang. So to, you're like, <laughs> that's true. I mean, like, but if, and if he, honestly, I, if he were running as a Republican, I think he'd have better chances. I just me don't. Too. I, I just don't see. I, I just don't see what you're suggesting playing out because you're I don't, you're almost giving the you're almost giving the Democratic establishment too much credit in a way. Because and you're and the other thing you're too not is giving them mind, enough credit because. You're mm-hmm. you're telling you're telling me that uh, that they that it's up to us who's going to win the primary when they decided first of all that it was going to be Kamala, and when that didn't work, 
they decided, okay, well, we're going to go with Joe. And they collapsed. They collapsed all the progressives around, uh, or all the uh, neoliberals, rather, all the classic liberals. They collapsed all the classic liberal vote around Joe to beat out Bernie. And then, right, but and again, then, I'm glad they I, did that, and I kind of want to reward them. I understand, them for but it. what I'm saying is, then they picked Kamala as the VP as a reward for not even making it to the fucking primary where you have to vote. I would think if anybody should be rewarded, it would have been Bernie as a VP, right? Or, or like we rewarded somebody, or or Tulsi who could bring in. Republicans or Yang who could bring in young people, right? But they didn't do that. They already decided who who was gonna uh, take the podium, and because their person they wanted did didn't win gold, they decided to give that person a silver medal instead, which is Harris. And I don't, I don't like. I'm not gonna. I don't want to reward. I'm not gonna reward bad behavior. But you see, I guess that's where we disagree. Like, I don't, I don't think that is bad behavior. I, I, I'm glad that the way I look at it, we used to have vote for Trump, obviously. <laughs> well, we used to, we used to have two parties, you know, like a center left and a center right party that were both pretty classically liberal in the sense of being in favor of democracy and free trade and the Constitution, et cetera. Right? They, they, neither of them were perfectly so, um, because they always had radical illiberals in both of their bases. But one party, the Republicans, have been totally taken over by an anti-American, uh, treasonous, terroristic, alt-right, neo-Nazi, fascist shit show. And I don't think that they should be rewarded for that. I think if the Republicans are going to go back to their small government, traditionally right-wing values, Trump needs to lose for that to happen. Because if so, Trump wins, so then they're going to, they're going to, they're going to, if the, if Trump wins, they're going to stay on that path. For the rest of my life. Whereas on the other hand, you have the Democrats who. How do you know that? Off, off of like, off of what? Like, what's to say that they don't, if Trump because wins. Because of the same logic. If he wins, then why wouldn't they just keep running more people like him? Okay. I, I, uh, See what I'm saying? And meanwhile, the, meanwhile, I don't, the I don't know if you can, I, I don't know if you can find another, like Trump. I don't like, I don't know if you could find another, uh, you know, orange spray tan, small dicked. Uh, <laughs> Not the same person, but the old, same ideology, old, the same fat national socialist fuck. populist ideology, right? You see what I'm saying? And so, I, I, meanwhile, with the Democrats, you I mean, have, I could see them. I could see them running Trump Jr. Right? Who, who or, or I, like, or like, literally any of the neo Nazis who support him. Like what, David Duke? No, I don't think they'd run. Well, who knows? I mean, if Trump gets reelected, then maybe Richard David Spencer? Duke is the next step in that in that process. But I'm just saying, like, meanwhile, the Democrats did what you consider bad behavior. But what I see them doing is standing up to their own mob of radical, illiberal communists slash socialists and telling them, "No, this isn't your party. You don't get to play." And I'm glad they did it, frankly. And I, I, so I'm thinking like, I want to reward them for rejecting their radicals and I want to punish the Republicans for embracing their radicals. That, that, that's a, that's a, uh, I'll concede that's, that's, that's solid logic.
that logic is solid. All right. Well, I'll, I'll take it, that at least. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah and meanwhile, meanwhile, that, as you said, your lady's not voting for Donald Trump on your behalf, is she? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like she she's like, there is no way a Donald Trump, uh, a Donald Trump ballot is leaving this household with my with my fingerprints on it. Right. <laughs> she's like, you know what I mean? She's like, you can come home, fill it, fill it out yourself. Right. Get back in your truck. And, and, uh, you know, which I, I come home, uh, not as much as I used to, cause you know, I'm focused on money because I really believe that, uh, you know, you know, like I'm, I'm invested. Well, you gotta save it up while you're still making it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm invested in the stock market. Like every single dime I have goes into, uh, goes into AI, internet of things, 5g clean energy, uh, big data, cloud services, uh, SPACs, you know, stuff like that. Well, that's you know smart. I mean? You're probably going to be fine when the uh, self-driving trucks come along because you'll own some of them. Uh, well, I, I, I don't really. Uh, well, shares truck... in them, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So um, I don't, like for me, It's it's evident to me that I, I I I can't vote for Trump either. Like it's it's evident to me that I can't vote for Trump. Um, yeah. No, I I, I I'm I'm actually pretty pretty sympathetic to everything you're saying. Believe it initially, or not. Initially, 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 I thought, well, if I'm not going to vote for Biden, it has to be Trump, right? But I can. There are other options, such as not voting in the in the in the federal right and just focus on the down ballot candidates right sure and and i but also like just in terms of politics right i mean i just feel like uh like what i'm good at it does like it doesn't move the doesn't move the needle in this particular vein near as much as like working with you know adult addicts and felons because oh, the sure, thing yeah, is, no, that's really great work you're doing you want to talk to about it a little bit with our listeners here yeah like for like for example i i have a, a couple videos that i've done on my and i haven't done any more videos on the uh fred the felon channel on youtube uh, my my twitter's uh, felon underscore fred uh, I'm, I'm a recovering addict with 14 years clean, not a drink, not a, not a drop, um, 14 and a half now. Um, and I, I know that there's a different way to live. And I also know that you have to do the footwork and this is one of the, and as I've gotten more into that, it kind of brings, it's hard for me, you know, it brings me back to personal responsibility, right? Um, and I find, I find that I'm able to move the needle more there than in politics, especially when you're like, I'm a salesperson, I'm a marketing person. That's what I've done prior to 
being a trucker. I've only been a trucker for about two and a half years, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. So I, I've been a sales and marketing person. And, you know, I was always top of the, you know, top of the leaderboard at every company I've ever worked for, right? Because I just willing to ask and ask and willing to make concessions to get a deal done, right? In terms of like sales going, you know, and I'm not sold on either candidate. And in order, like I was so willing to sell for Andrew because I was sold. I'm not sold on Joe Biden. I'm just not. And there's no yeah, amount. No, no, of- I mean, I think that's, I think that's fair, but I mean, it's also kind of like you said, you know, if you're, you, you, if you are going to vote for president, you might as well vote for one or the other. Cause they're the only two people who have a shot. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, I feel like, I feel like we've made a lot of progress here and I'm not going to try to get you to, you know, change your mind and enthusiastically say you're going to vote for Biden over this. Over oh, this no, I'm okay. I'm a, I would be okay if you would. Right. I know you're an open-minded person. I'm just saying like, I'm trying to keep my, I'm trying to keep my goals realistic here, but um, in terms of, in, ter- in terms of uh, where I can move the needle, I do really well with addicts and felons because uh, most addicts and felons live a lifestyle of they've lived a lifestyle where their family has catered to their every need. And quite frankly, the family members, the women in their life, if it's a male or um, the children in their life, sometimes if it's a female, um, won't like set a boundary or say things that they need to hear, not want to hear. Um, and I'm willing, like, I'm willing to have those hard conversations with addicts and felons that, quite frankly, most Americans wouldn't have, right? Because yeah, so you, so you, you, you've been doing some important activist work on, on those two issues, jumping off with the, the fame that you built up from, you know, being the Yang trucker guy. Uh, well, I've, I, always I remember, done that. I've, I've always done that even before being the, you know, that's one of the things. Now, now you've just got some more notoriety to go with it. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, that's one of the things that Andrew even said when he called me out. He said, I, I heard about, you know, I heard about his uh, uh, struggles with drugs and trying to get other people off of, and how he, you know, succeeded getting off of drugs and now how he's succeeded in trying to get other people off of drugs. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, you have to have to, to help others particularly men is you have to be able to have the hard conversations that nobody is willing to have with somebody that is, might be a little bit dangerous, right? That other people would say, other people would say this person has sharp edges. So I don't want to actually tell this person the things that are actually going to free them. Like to give you an example, you have a, a guy that will call you and say, you know, my, my, you know, my wife, my kids, they won't like, they don't listen to me and I can't like things just aren't going very well. Right. Or, mm-hmm. you know, they talk about jobs. Right. So I'm like, okay, let's think, let's step back. Let's think about this logically. You got out of prison. The last time they saw you, 
you were stealing Christmas presents out from under the Christmas tree and taking them to the dope man. The last time they saw you, they the uh, uh, the police raided your house and they had guns drawn on everybody and they hauled you off to jail. Why? Why? Like, why would anybody listen to you? Like, you, it's obvious your wow. ways. Like, it's obvious your way is not working. And I want you to understand, sir, that just just think about this for a second. Where you're at right now is the very best you could come up with. Like, literally, your very best thinking got you here, right here in a halfway house. This is the best you could come up with. So you can, you can actually do things. You can learn a, a new way of living and do things the way people who have gone down your story and come out of it have done, or you can, you're, you're going to go back to the, the other path. Most, most men uh, aren't willing to have that conversation with another man because they don't have the, the love in their heart. It takes love in your heart to do that. Yeah, right? yeah, that's that's powerful stuff for sure. You have to you have to be able to say I care about this said person enough to say, hey, you know, like the train is coming down the tracks. Like, uh, you know, sometimes you have to yell and scream to get somebody to get off the tracks. You know what I mean? If they're taking a nap, so to speak. So, uh, I feel like I'm frustrated with politics because, and particularly with you know why I'm frustrated with the Joe Biden president presidency is I feel like it's going to, it's going to be business as usual. And I don't, I don't want business yeah. as usual. Yeah. I, I hear you. I mean, I guess I, I mean, how do I put this? Um, you know, you, you, you consider, consider yourself conservative, don't you? Yeah. in many things. Yes. Right. Okay. So I guess to me, I don't think of progressive as the opposite of conservative. I think of radical as the opposite of conservative. The reason I say that is because, you know, you can make things better. Yang would be a perfect example of this, right? You can make progress that improves upon the status quo, but also key also conserves what's good about the status quo. And I'm worried that people who, uh, you know, are, are very frustrated with business as usual, um, understandably so in some cases, uh, might be taking what's good about the status quo for granted, and it's radicalizing them, which is the real opposite of conservative. So the way I see it, we at least need to go back to what was working, what was functioning about our civilization before Trump came in and, and fucked it all up. Before yeah, we can that start was, making progress. That was that was my point when I was when I was like writing everything down. Just give me my country back, right? Yeah, no kidding, man. <laughs> Right. That was one of the points of like why I would vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> right. Yeah, just, yeah. Get, just just give me my country back. Right. Like give me a solid base of ground zero. Right. But what I but uh, it, it basically it came down to this. Right. Here's the crux of it. Uh, we can either suck for 12 to 16 years, depending on if Biden runs twice or or runs once. Right. And then Harris comes in for eight years because that's what I think will happen. Right. Or we can suck for four years. More. Right. So would I rather 
you know, like I would rather have a 15 year mortgage than a 30 year mortgage kind of thing. Right. I would rather, I would rather, uh, uh, bleed out quickly and, and run the risk and still live than bleed out slowly and not have any progress for 12 years. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of, I kind of see what you're saying, but I mean, I, I just don't, I don't think that, uh, Trump getting reelected is going to increase the odds that we do UBI or something like that. So maybe that's just where we disagree. I I think it would decrease the odds, frankly. No, What I think is there will be pain and suffering, right? There's going to be pain and suffering either way, because again, when, when 5g connects with internet, internet of things, and uh, the new AI and the new AI is able to analyze all the data, things are going to happen in lightning. Things are going to happen in lightning speed. You have no well, idea. That's, that's true. But you know, like, I mean, um, what you're going like, to see. Like, oh, go ahead. Please finish your thought. Sorry. What you're going to see is you're going to see the stock market is going to soar to like 45,000. And then it's going to go even higher from there, all the way up to a hundred thousand um, in the next ten years. And you're going to see housing prices are going to double, right? And you're, going to see, you're going to see money. You're going to see uh, money in fewer and fewer people's hands, more money than you ever thought, but in fewer and fewer people's hands. As a matter of fact. There's a bunch of people that I uh, listen to for for stock advice, and they actually cite and and they're all Republicans too. They actually cite Andrew Yang. They name Andrew Yang in saying a bunch of things. But one of the things he said is going to you know there's going to be more money, but it, there's going to be it, that money is going to be in fewer and fewer hands. So we need to harness the gains. I don't think. Uh, whether it's Trump or Biden, nothing's going to stop the technology end. Even, even Andrew Yang is not going to stop 5g and this other thing, uh, all these other things from connecting. But what I do think is going to happen under Trump is you're going to have pain and suffering like you had never seen before. People are going to start breaking out and with can openers. It's going to come to that. Yeah, no, I mean, we're going to have more violence in the streets. We're going to have more terrorism. There's going to be a lot more poverty. Um, people and are pe- going to be dying in larger numbers. It, 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 and it, it could be, it could be really bad. Um, I, I think I, I, I see your point about a point about that. I guess what I'm saying is, you know, like, look, Obama, um, has publicly said even before Yang ran, that we might need something like a universal basic income, right? So you have a party that is talking about these ideas. Now, as you and I both know that these are not, it's not a partisan thing. Milton Friedman supported a universal basic income and he's, you know, totally a right-wing um, conservative Reagan type guy. Um, so it doesn't have to be partisan, but who are the people on the Republican party who are even talking about UBI right now? I mean, Biden and Harris already support a temporary UBI to get us through the coronavirus. Uh, uh, you have me there, right? 
I don't, I don't think UBI is going to happen in the next four years other, uh, under either administration. And I think that even if Yang is in the cabinet, a lot of what you're getting on UBI right now is on the coronavirus side, like you had just mentioned. And then the actual UBI is, uh, is lip service. Like when people no, that's talk true, about, but I mean, if we try it out, if we try it out during the coronavirus, then you know, Americans often will be understandably skeptical about something until they try it out, right? So under a Biden administration, we get a temporary UBI that would, to me, would would seem to increase the odds that more Americans would support the permanent one. I, I see. I, I I do see that. I just don't. I don't see like. I don't care about a. I'm not saying I don't care about a stimulus bill, right? But a stim a stimulus bill is a uh, a band aid on gaping wounds. What we really need is a non non means tested, universal basic income for every single solitary American. Well, you as know I agree. As described by Andrew Yang in his Freedom Dividend, I actually have another way that I believe universal basic income could actually be adopted tomorrow that Republicans would love. Would you like to hear it? Sure. Okay. So I give you the choice of your universal basic income. This universal basic income would be $1,000 cash or a voucher for $1,000 that you could purchase any of the stocks that are paying into the value-added tax, except those stocks would be sold to you at a 10% discount. So you could buy a $100 stock for $90, right, with said voucher. Now, mm -hmm. the kicker is that company would get an $1,100, or excuse me, $110 off of their value-added tax bill. And so sure. what would happen is, and what would happen is, is companies, there's, there's a bunch of things that would happen, okay? First of all, companies would stop uh, going to politicians, and they would start actually going to Americans. They would actually... They would actually have their uh, their advertising campaigns centered around the freedom dividend, right? I would call the freedom dividend actually the stock portion, and then I would call the the uh, the cash portion. I would call that the American Consumer Fund, right? Because robots make terrible consumers, but they're great employees. And we need mm -hmm. people to have money so that they can purchase shit because in the end, if they don't have money, then companies aren't going to be able to sell their product. So in this said scenario, what would happen is you would have polarization. Republicans would be like, uh-huh, you're an idiot. You took the cash, right? Yeah, of course I have money. I use my freedom dividend in the stock market and Democrats would still be able to be get pissed at Republicans and blame Republicans and say things like, Oh, well, of course 
you bought stock because you were able to feed yourself, right? I didn't have a choice because without my cash, I wouldn't be able to eat or pay my rent. So you would still have uh, the, the faction that we need to actually make something happen. People, Republicans and Democrats would still be able to argue. Uh, Fox News and CNN would still be able to sensationalize shit. The thing is, is if you're running for Congress or you're a president and you come, you come to, uh, you come to the political landscape and you say, Hey, I have this great idea, but what it's going to do is going to bring everybody together and it's going to be bi- it's going to be bipartisan. Both camps, what they do is they go back to their camps and say, Hey, there's this idea. How are we going to brand this so it can actually help our tribe, so to speak, and we can actually hate on the other tribe with said policy? Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, that, I, I, that's, a, that's a cynical way of looking at it. But, I mean, I'd, I'd support that policy, sure, as long as it's funded by a VAT and not, you know, hiking in income taxes or something stupid like that. I also agree that it shouldn't be means tested. Absolutely. Um, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, th- I think we've made a lot of progress here. I don't think I'm going to talk you into enthusiastically voting for Biden in this short conversation. We have to start wrapping up, but I, I would, I'd ask you just this little thing, um, w- on the off chance that I'm right about, um, it hurting Yang's chances next time around for there to be, especially famous Yang gang people like you publicly, associating re-electing i'm a a trucker in a truck in kentucky right (laughs) right now uh going down to alabama i am not famous famous people actually get paid i I, this this gang thing has cost me all totaled between twenty five thousand and forty thousand altogether sure so it has it hasn't made me money it's cost me money so All right, maybe I, famous isn't the right word. I, I hear you. What I what I mean though is people who are influential, who a lot of people listen to. You know, even if you just have a few thousand people who follow you on Twitter and care about what you have to say, uh, and you know that the media pays attention to you because they've written about you before, right? But frankly, even somebody who's less well known than yourself, um, I would just say this: on the off chance that I'm right about it hurting Yang, for Yang Gang people to. It, explicitly associate reelecting Trump with their goal of get Yang 2024. Maybe just don't do that. You know what I mean? And privately you can choose not to vote if you want to, or you could privately choose to ask your wife to fill in the bubble for Joe Biden. I'm, you know, that's your business, but what we say publicly could hurt Yang. I think at a minimum, I would ask you to just reflect upon the possibility of that. That, 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 uh, so basically, you're saying censor yourself for the greater good. Yeah, well, I mean, not necessarily censor yourself, but just like think about, you know, when you're making a public statement, right, you're trying to accomplish something. You're trying to change the way people think about stuff, right? And I, I think that just take, a, take into consideration um, what the real world consequences of what you're saying might be and, you know, do what you can because you have a microphone. Do what you can to increase Yang's chances of getting reelected. Or I mean elected. Boy, wouldn't it be nice if that was a problem we had? Yeah, yeah, that'd be a luxury problem to have. I just don't... Uh, 
I just don't see a secretary of whatever. Like you look at you look at Julian Castro, right? Julian, Julian, be as it may, you know, like uh, Julian brought it at the debate. Like he was willing to, he was willing mm-hmm. to bring it, right? Julian's message was somewhat in the middle, kind of like Yang, right? And he was a secretary of whatever the heck, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to clarify, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, that you should buy into my argument about political experience. I mean, I think everything else being equal, it couldn't hurt Yang to have some political experience. I think it would only help him. But that wasn't my main point. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it's not really up to you and me whether Biden wins or not, right? But what we can do do is we can control what we say publicly. And if, and if I'm right about, about associating Yang gang with a reelect Trump campaign coming back to bite him in the ass, then maybe just don't do it. Yeah, that, that, that does. I I can, I can see the validity of your argument there. How do you feel about Andrew Yang governor of New York? Oh, I think he should totally go for that. Absolutely. That would be, that would be better political experience. Not mayor, not mayor of New York City, but governor over the whole state. Yeah, and as governor, he could even institute a statewide UBI if he wanted to. That, I mean, not unilaterally, that, of course, but he could do it. I think governor of New York state is a better move than a secretary of technology. That, yeah, that's, that's true. That's, that's true. I mean, of course, one's one's more, more of a sure thing, and the other one is a is an uphill battle. But I, I agree. I think he needs political experience, and governor would would actually be better. Absolutely, he should totally run for governor. If you can talk him into it, you know him better than me. Then have at it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I'm sure you've got plenty of stuff. To, you're out there in California, right, Malibu or something like that. Yep. So, oh, Fred, let's wrap up. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've got to go. You've got to go. Uh, is there anything you want to say in closing out for our listeners where people can follow you, what you'd like them to do? Uh, yes. Uh, vote with your conscience. Also, we are supporting down ballot candidates. We've got a bunch of videos for David Kim. Yeah, David Kim is uh, he's up in the polls. He might actually win. David Kim, uh, we have uh, Miss Strickland, uh, Washington District 10. Um, we have Donna Imam, and then we're also doing a video for our, our favorite friend in South Carolina, Dr. Jermaine Johnson. And then we have a couple of Senate races that we're going to be talking about as well. So, um, Is this stuff to- you're doing as Truckers for Yang? Yeah, so go to truckersforyang.com or TFY. It's just TFY Pack, and that's uh, TFYPAC.org. Uh, you can follow me at felon underscore Fred, or you can also follow Truckers for Yang, and that's at Truckers for Yang. TFY are all uppercase. Um, and so donate, please. And then also, uh, if you need to reach out to me, I could tell you right now, you know, I give my phone number out. I don't, I've never understood the fear of another human being on the other side of the phone. Um, (laughs) right now, as we speak, Rio, hundreds of thousands of women and children are held hostage to another human being 
uh, with a drug addiction. So if you have a drug addiction or if you're a felon and you get, you're just now getting out of prison or you have a family member who's just getting out of prison and they need help of anything. I don't care if they're, you know, your, your cat died, your, your, you know, your wife left you, what have you need somebody to talk to sort some things out. You can call me at any time at 602-750-8751. That's great. Well, you're a, you're a really good man, Fred. Um, and, uh, I'm glad that you live in a state where felons can vote. <laughs> we need to make I that a too. national thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks a lot. I definitely send this guy some money so he can run some ads for down ticket candidates. Remember a, a little bit of money goes a long way down ticket. Yeah. Especially, so. especially since we're doing Facebook and, and it's targeted. So it's not going to be for the whole nation. It's only specific to that district. So it's targeted on Facebook or YouTube. Are you uh, targeting truckers with those ads? No, no, we're actually targeting the, the TFY pack is just the, uh, you know, we're wrapping, we're wrapping up the trucking wraps with Andrew Yang. Obviously we still have those, but that initiative is over now. And so we're trying, we're just trying to get UBI, uh, you know, done. And the more down ballot candidates we have in Congress that are going to be pushing for UBI in Congress, the better. So absolutely. Well, thank you for everything you're doing, Fred. And uh, I think it's time to sign out. So as we say, moving forward is our gumbo. All right. And Andrew Yang is our taco. Indeed. All right. Talk to you later. Yep. Thank you very much for listening to the Moving Forward podcast. Together, through these conversations, we are all working to ensure that the Humanity First movement keeps moving forward. If you haven't yet, please visit our website at movingforwardpod.com, where you can support our Patreon. We will use those funds to advertise, to grow our audience so more people hear these important conversations. Thank you very much.